I'm special. So the realities of marriage, I will never, I, I can escape the realities of marriage because I'm special. I have a degree. I went to premarital counseling. I took all Daniil's dynamic traits seminars, <laughs> relationship <laughs> seminars. I've listened to the podcast. Um, I've learned from the best. I did it right. You know, I even saved myself for marriage. So I'm going to be able to escape some of these realities that take place. And I hate to say, you're not special. Welcome to the Danielle Hage Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Hage. Danielle is my mother-in-law and Nini to my three girls. She is pastor, speaker, and founder of Dynamic Traits. She has more than 40 years experience in family and marriage relationships. She's been married for 43 years to Steve Hage, who travels the world preaching the gospel, and together they pastor a church in Laguna Niguel, California. So today's part two, we're talking about 11 marriage myths, so things that people have bought into before getting married, and we're debunking those. Yes. We went. Uh, we had the first episode with the first six things, so do you want to recap yes. what the six things are we talked about? Yes. Okay, so last week we talked about... Marriage myth number one is the one, as if there's only one person that's going to be a fit for you out of 8 billion people in the earth, and that is just not true. You can be compatible you, with more than one person. You can have chemistry with more than one person. You're going to be attracted to more than one person. You're going to have good communication with more than one person. So that's why you see a lot of times people who maybe their spouse passes away and they get remarried and they find another new love of their life because, you know, there's just more than one. Okay, so number two, happily ever after, meaning the minute you say I do, happily, happily ever after insinuates that there's never going to be any problems. You're just always going to be happy forever and ever and ever. And we all know, anybody that's been married, that that is not true. That kind of comes from, you know, the fairy tales, the Disney fairy tales, Cinderella. Um, and and then you think because you do run into a problem, oh, I must have picked the wrong the wrong person. I didn't marry the right person. And it's not about marrying so much about marrying the right person. It, that's very important, but it has more to do with learning to love the person you picked. And we are all learning to love someone, someone who's different than ourselves. Number three, love at first sight. Um, I believe that that is a myth, although I know that some people really do believe that um, because they were attracted to somebody when they first met them and they, and they ended up marrying them. But really, they were attracted physically, then they got to know them, and then they became emotionally attracted because you can't emotionally know if you're, if you're in love with someone if you don't know them. And their appearance, after you get to know them, will either be enhanced or it will dim their appearance after you get to know them. So love at first sight is a myth. Uh, number four, all you need is love, meaning that if you love each other, everything you can work everything out, and that's not really true. You might really, really love each other, but somebody develops an addiction. You love them, but the addiction is ruining your relationship, whatever that could be. Uh, maybe they become abusive, or maybe somebody, there's infidelity. You love them. But those kinds of things have a way of ruining the connection that you have. Um, you need a lot more than just love. And number five, and again, we get into these more in the first week. Uh, honeymoon grace period, it's the, kind of that blissful, magical time after you say I do. And then I believe it's just 
the time that it takes for that euphoric state of being, that in love, passionate feeling to fade away. And then the honey, honeymoon grace period is over. So I think that's a myth. I don't think there's really a honeymoon grace period. Um, all right, number six, if I marry for money, then I'll be happy. And that is women that are out there looking for that rich, successful man. That's what they need. They're not going to settle for anything less. But those men are working really hard and spending a lot, a lot of time working and not very much time with you. And so, and if you marry for money, what happens if he loses the money? What, ha you know, things happen to us. <laughs> I didn't marry for money, but we, you know, in 2008, there were a lot of losses. A lot of people lost their kingdoms, their their 401ks, their, you know, what their investments in the stock market, their houses. And if you only married for money and not for love, not because you had purpose together and you valued the same things, then, then that marriage is going to be over. And we're going to talk about the next five today. Yeah. 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 So All right. Should we so, just keep going? Yeah. Number seven. Seven. Okay. You can have it all. And this is for the women. And I think that slogan probably came out of the feminist movement, that you can be married, have a full-time career, have lots of kids, and still have energy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the truth is, you can't have it all. You, you can't. Because something is, something's got to give. Something is going to suffer. If you're trying to do it all, be married, stay connected with that special person, work a full-time career, bear children and raise children, keep your home in, t in order, get your kids to their sports sometimes, and still feel alive and, and energetic and healthy, something's going to suffer. Either your kids are going to suffer, your marriage is going to suffer, your career is going to suffer, or you physically are going to suffer. Like with adrenal burnout. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you real. know, they say more women are having heart attacks earlier in life mm -hmm. these days. And it's, I think it's because they're trying to have it all. And then if you don't have it all, the message is sent is, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you that you can't handle yeah. Well, that's what we're fed. This. We're fed that on our social media, that these yeah. women that we see, we're seeing the highlight reels. Right. But it makes us perceive and shame and should on ourselves that uh, why can't I? Why can't I have that and that and that and that? And like that they and do, do all these things, yeah, yeah. But I yeah. think it is um, the more and more I read about it and learn about it, and just I don't know if we're in a post-feminist er, feminism era, but I think there's more conversation around it now. Absolutely. I think there's a lot more conversation about the lies we've been fed over the last right. couple decades of how we've um, gone into marriage and gone into careers and raised our children and. I heard somebody recently say, you can have it all, just not all right at, now. All at the same so time. So over your lifetime as sure. a woman, you can have, yes, of course, you can have the home and the children and the physical and the connection with your husband and the career, but it it just can't, something's, like you said, something's got to give. Right. Everything comes at a cost. You know, if you want to have a great in-shape body, that comes at a cost yes. of something. You yes. know, that time and sacrifice. energy. Yeah, it comes <laughs> at a cost of sleep or yep. saying no's to going out and, you know, all the different things. If you want to have an amazing relationship and connection with your husband and your children, that comes at, at a, a cost, cost. Yep. a cost of maybe, you know, whatever it is, job, girlfriends, right. going out, your own priorities, your own time, your own, you know, your own hobbies. Yeah. Me, 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 me. Yeah. But 
you know, and I've even seen you transition from having kids in your home to not having kids in your home. And you are, you've come alive with activities <laughs> and things you're excited about and even your content and your teaching and what you're able to do now because you're able to focus so much right. more energy than you were. You would not have been able to put out content the way you're putting out content, counsel couples the way you're counseling couples right. when you had young children at right. home. Yeah. Right, right, absolutely. And you know what you said, I think there's more conversation around the feminist yeah. movement now. Do you know why? Mm-hmm. It's because... You know, it started in the 60s, and now we are in 2024. So how many years is that? 40 years later, they're finding it didn't work. That so many women in their 50s and 60s are alone now. And so many men are saying, I don't want anything to do with this woman who acts like a man. I I don't want to be married to another man. I want to be married to a feminine woman. I want a feminine woman that is going to follow my lead and allow and empower me to to lead. And so they're finding that it's not working. That's, I believe, why the the divorce rate today, because women are trying to have these careers, raise a family, stay in a romantic relationship, and you just can't do it all. It's like women don't know who they are. They don't know. Are they the masculine in the relationship or the feminine? If you choose to be the masculine and you're married to a masculine man, you are going to buck heads constantly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's again, something's got to give. There's got to be a feminine and a masculine. So I think that is why now we're looking back and realizing, and women that bought into it are saying, they lied to us. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's not what they said it was going to be. Yeah. So. And they've, there's children now who are older, who yeah. are adults, who are raised in that era. Yeah. And they're adults with mental health disorders, anxiety, depression, um, attachment right. challenges All and attachment. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're looking back and saying, "What's the root of right. that?" And a lot of it stems out of that sent off to daycare. You know, right. all the things that come along with having a two-parent working household. Right. Unfortunately, our society does not lend itself to one parent working household. Yeah. So that's where we just have to. So number eight, don't settle. And this is that. Okay, so you're saying this is a myth. This is a myth. Okay. Yeah, you can have it all as a myth, and don't settle, and you hear that a lot, and I agree to a point with that, but if you feel like, I am not going to settle for anything less, here's my list of what I need Mm -hmm. in a man, or my list of what I need in a woman, and if they don't, you know, if I can't check off everything on the list, then they're not the one for me, that says that you are going to meet a perfect person who's perfect. Yeah. And there's no perfect people. <laughs> there is no show perfect, perfect people, right? Yeah. And that means you're going to have to be perfect. Exactly. So um, you're going to have to settle somewhere. And you get to decide where you're going to settle because people are flawed human beings, imperfect, flawed, finite human beings as you yourself are. So you have to decide, okay, I see all the, I see this person's character and there's some things that uh, I don't really prefer. They're not my preference. But what am I willing to live with and what am I not willing to live with? Mm-hmm. And that's where it comes down, what it comes down to. Like, can I can I live with that? Yeah, they're not perfect in that area, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think a lot of times those lists are more physical and like the physical attraction? Because somebody who got married, you know, I didn't get married till I was 29, yeah. so I lived in my 20s. I feel like I had that list in the mm-hmm. checkbox, mm-hmm. but it was so like you know, things that are fleeting. Yeah, okay. The looks, yeah. the car, the 
the money, the yeah. this type of house, the, you know, I feel like it was just things that actually had no substance mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. Yeah. And things that can, like you say, can change yeah. over time. Yeah. I right. think you have to go a little deeper. Um, and we, you know, we all have our imperfections. Mm-hmm. So I think you, oh, this is what I was going to say. Now I remember. Here's where you shouldn't settle. Don't settle on being with someone that doesn't have the same values, the same core values, or the same faith that you have, or we're in agreement of how many kids we want, or if we're going to have kids, or we're in agreement of how, what kind of schools they're going to go to, or how we're going to raise them, how we're going to discipline. We're in agreement financially. Here's what, um, you've got it, like you, you connect at values, you connect at purpose, you connect at personality styles. You even connect at pain, actually. Because, and you see people all the time who, you know, um, that person's spouse died, the other person's spouse died. They come together, they have so much in common. They mm-hmm. can talk about their grief. They can talk about how they dealt with it. So people do connect at pain also. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't settle for someone who doesn't have the same core values. Yes. I would say that. That's that good. you're not in agreement on those major issues. Yeah. Yes, people's appearance is going to change over time. Yes, th- jobs, careers, that kind of Stuff yep. could change over time. But those the, the important things that you are not willing to budge on, the man or woman you marry has to have the same value. Yeah. Okay. That's good. And we did a couple of podcasts. We did one about the virtuous man. What do we do? Virtuous man and virtuous woman. High value. High value. High value man. High value, value yeah. woman. I yes. knew it was a V word. Yes. Yeah. The high value man, the high value woman. Yeah. And in there, we went a lot, went through a lot of like things to value. Yeah in one another. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Next uh, one. Number nine. Oh, this is a fun one. It's meant to be. It was meant to be. It's a sign because his great aunt's initials are the same as my mom's initials. It's a sign. <laughs> you know what? We both like sushi. It's a sign. Um, You know, he's a Christian. I'm a Christian. It's meant to be. Well, you met better... See if he interprets scripture the same way you do. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> there's a lot of different interpretations of scripture. Um, you know, just looking at those little silly signs, you know, when he kissed me, the clouds parted and the sun, ray of sunshine came through. I know this is God saying, He's the one, He's my forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just look at it. And we, we are, we love those signs that yeah. meant to be signs because the it's romantic. romantics. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's romantic. We were raised on rom-coms. We see it in the movies. Like we were talking earlier about that movie, um, oh, Sleepless Seriously, in Seattle. Yeah. That's one. Everybody knows Sleepless in Seattle. And how many of those, Meg Ryan, it must, it's a sign. It must be meant to be because he got my letter. I heard him on the radio or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. the, the signs were. Or that other movie with John Cusack and- um, Serendipity. Called Serendipity. And she- writes her name or phone number in a book, and then they put the book on a bookshelf. If you find the book in another year, then I'll know it was meant to be. And of course, it's got to end happily ever after. So the guy finds the book or whatever it was. But those are kind of silly things, but we get really caught up in the, it's a sign. (laughs) All right. Number 10, I'm special. So the realities of marriage I will never, I, I can escape the realities of marriage because I'm special. I have a degree. I went to premarital counseling. I took all Daniil's dynamic traits seminars, <laughs> relationship <laughs> seminars. I've listened to the podcasts. Um, I've learned from the best. 
I did it right. You know, I even saved myself for marriage. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to escape some of these realities that take place. And I hate to say, you're not special. <laughs> because if you're special, that means nobody else is. And it also yeah. is saying that God plays has favorites. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm more special than the person next to me. No, you're not. You are no more special than the person next to you. Now, learning all these tools, marriage tools, you know, um, reading the books on marriage, talking to married couples who have lasted Mm -hmm. a long time, you know, um, you know, you know, having mentors in your life, you know, yes, these are all tools, learning your personality style, learning your love languages. All of these things are, will help, but they are still, there's going to be realities of marriage that you just are not going to be able to skate by. Yeah. Okay. It's just, it's just, it is what it is. Well, and believing I'm so special is really um, contrary to scripture because scripture is you lay down your life for one another. Yeah. You know, how great is a marriage when if I'm giving you my all and my spouse is giving me my all, their all, Yeah. you know, what, what great, um, exchange of love, of true right. love and true relationship is that. But when I think I deserve something and I'm special, right. then it's I'm this, entitled. Yes. Then it's this entitlement to <laughs> that to could get ugly. Yeah. Absolutely. Good. All right. And, and then the last, last one, one, and there might be more. These are just the ones that we've come up with is once I'm married, I will never be attracted to another man. I will never look at another woman. Okay. And that is a myth. Okay. And I actually got this from a man who thought that was true wow. before he got married. He thought, I mean, after he got married, he said, okay, so now that I will never even notice another woman. And he was like, whoa, <laughs> I was wrong. Because again, like we said from the beginning, there's going to be other people that attract you. There's going to be other people you find attractive. And when I say attracted to, like you, you can find other people attractive. It doesn't mean you're attracted to, like you're drawn to them, like you want them, like you want to be with them, but you find them attractive. That's great. But there's going to be people that you have chemistry with Mm -hmm. and you can't manufacture chemistry. It's either there or it's not. And I have found over my years of marriage, there's been lots of different men over the years that I'm like, wow, I, I can feel when I learned about chemistry, I didn't always know about it. But later in life, when I learned what it actually is, I'm like, oh, I had chemistry with that guy. And I know that's a signal to me, stay away from them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't be alone with them. Don't get too close to them Mm -hmm. because chemistry can take over and it can make you do really stupid things. Um, And there's always going to be women and men that are more attractive than your spouse and less attractive than your spouse. So just because you're married, it doesn't mean those things go away. But now what you do with the chemistry, what you do with the attraction is you've, you've got to guard. You've got to yeah. guard your marriage, which is going to be a whole nother podcast, probably next week. And you've got to put those those guardrails, those boundaries in yeah, place. Accountabilities. So yeah. that you don't do something that you're going to regret later. Right. Well, and okay? I think with this tool, realizing that it is a myth and let's be honest and let's mm-hmm. be real, there are going to be people that I'm attracted to, that you're attracted to. Then the, that makes the conversation more light when you bring it to each other in a marriage. You know, there's been times where I've brought to a woman uh, to my husband's attention, like, hey, something's there. I see the way she looks at you or the way she, you know, whatever, interacts with you. Just be aware. And because we know that, no, I would, you know, he's not taking it personal. I would never. (laughs) I'm not saying you would. I'm just saying there's 
somebody else in the, you know, that's at play here right. and just to have awareness. Yeah. And if um, you're and it too makes it friendly like, with them, they might think yes. that you're attracted yes, back. Because yeah. of the way you're having conversations right. and you're all in there, you know, and excited about what they're doing, they could easily take that the wrong way. Yeah. Um, so because there's a lightness to this, we understand that that is a myth. It allows the conversation to happen instead of hiding it in secret and be like, oh, I think she might be attracted to me. Yeah. I cannot tell Danielle because she will go right. off the rails. Right. Um, and it just helps bring it to light and that vulnerability to hold each other accountable. Right. I, Steve and I have always been very upfront with each other around this issue. And, you know, we laugh about it, but that's just our relationship. I know not everybody, some people are way too sensitive, but I can always tell if he's attracted to a woman. And, and again, I'm not saying he's going for it, but I can see it. I can tell. Yeah. And I can, I pick up too when women are attracted to him. Yeah. And I think men, maybe it's just my husband, I think they're sometimes a little bit naive. I think women yeah. have that intuitiveness, right. that discernment. Of course. And we know women because we're women, yeah. <laughs> right? So, I, and so I'll point it out to him and I'll laugh about it. And I'm like, you know, be careful. Even my daughter, not too long ago, we were in at a, a, a dinner and my youngest daughter, who's in her thirties, by the way, I didn't even notice it, but my husband was sitting next to me. She's on the other side of me, and there was another woman on the other side of him. And the way he, his body language was turned toward this other woman, again, I didn't even see it. She texted him and said, Dad, lock it down. Lock it down <laughs> right now and face the table. And then she told me, and I, we, we thought it was hilarious, yeah. but I was like, Oh, what what was happening over yeah. there? But it was something that made her uncomfortable the way he was talking to this, yeah. and the way he was facing her, or it was a little too close, and it ticked her off. And I just thought it was great. Again. Well, and to you, you've been married for 43 years. Yeah. You've been through some stuff, but in a yeah. younger marriage, I mean, yes. that can be a sensitive, especially if there were other relationships before getting married. Yes. I mean, I can't say that I take it as lightly as you take it. Yeah. You know, there's been times where I'm like, Stop following them on Instagram. <laughs> I don't like what's popping up in your feed. Yeah. You yeah. know, I don't, we're not having, like, if you're going to have a text conversation, I need to be looped in. Yeah. But again, just being aware that yeah. once and you I get think, married, it's not just, I think oh, I was, I don't see anybody else. Way more sensitive in the early years yeah. to that. Yeah. And my daughter was recently married yeah. and she said that would not be okay for my husband right. to be talking to a woman right. that close yeah. in that situation or something. Yes. And she was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. was funny. But yeah, again, it, depending on your relationship with your husband or your wife, you just, you got to be able to talk about it and just be sensitive to one another and respectful always yes. in, yeah. in that way. So okay. that's it. Those that's good. Okay. So we talked about things. the last five today. So seven through 11, just real quick recap with those. Myth, five. marriage myth number one, you can have it all. Or number seven. Number eight, don't settle. That's a myth. Got to settle somewhere. And number nine, it's meant to be. It's a sign. Don't get too caught up with that stuff. Uh, number 10, I'm special. I can escape the realities of marriage because after all. And number 11, once I'm married, I'll never be attracted to another human. <laughs> so good. So good. So if you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with somebody. If you didn't hear part one, go back and listen to that. Make sure you subscribe, hit the notification bell so you know when new episodes are coming your way. And it helps if you leave comments and any questions you have down below. And make sure you follow Danielle on Instagram and Facebook.